sightings from this past week? Has there been any glory sightings anyone would like to share? Yes, Bruce? Well, congratulations, Bruce. Congratulations. You do look really relaxed. That's really good. Really good, Bruce. Proud of you. God bless that. Shirley retired, what, this school year? January. So, uh, congratulations to both of you. Amen. You can do it. Sheila and I can tell you, you can. Now, every once in a while you have to pray a little harder than you normally do, but uh, you all will do great together. Thank God for that. Any others? Yes. So, every year on her birthday is a glory sighting to me because I wasn't supposed to have her. Wow. I have been told by multiple doctors, you'll never have another child. And so... It really proved to me it's God's time. Amen. You know, and that doctors are fallible, and God always has a plan. That's right. And uh, anytime I get struggled with that, I just think I wasn't supposed to have a whole child. That's right. Bless that. We're glad you did. Glad to have Miss Rachel here. Sure are. Yes, it's done. Yes. Bless that. Bless that. Amen. Yes. God gave me a safe trip to Florida with my first long solo drive. Yes. Right. Yes. 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 Well, isn't that great? Wow. Amen. One of our favorite passages of Scripture over in Luke 19, beginning with verse 1. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was health and was very wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short in stature, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter. He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half my possessions to the poor. 
And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man, too, is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Amen. Karen, would you lead us in the word of prayer, please? Amen. You may be seated. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Not alone. Let me ask you this question, and I, I love preaching on Zacchaeus. I think it has a lot for us to, to learn from him. But have you ever felt alone before? It's a bad feeling, isn't it? It's not really something that you would wish on anybody to feel alone. And, and I think sometimes when we think about being alone, most folks think, well, maybe it's just when you're all by yourself. Now, I know two guys that are here, and there's probably others uh, that could agree with me on this, but I know Bruce had an extended stay in the hospital. I know Randy also had an extended stay in the hospital. And I tell you, some of the loneliest moments I've ever experienced in my life is about two o'clock in the hospital two o'clock in the morning in the hospital right bruce and randy a time where you know you're you're sort of there all by yourself they won't allow anybody else basically to be there with you the nurses are here and the nurses are there and you're laying there in that hospital bed at two or three o'clock in the morning and all you can think about is What's going on around about you? And you start feeling so alone and you wonder about something at that time. But I also figured out in that alone time at that two or three o'clock in the morning, sometimes that's a, there's only one person that you can talk to, isn't there? Only, only one person that you can turn to. There's nobody else there in the room to talk to. And you learn when you are alone at that time of the night that you can talk to God. Amen. And you don't feel as lonely. But that is a very alone feeling of being there all by yourself. I've felt alone before in big crowds, haven't you all? People that you don't know and they're not making eye contact with you and they're walking by you like you're nothing and you start feeling like you're all alone and you don't know exactly why you are there and why you have to experience that. As Christians, praise be to God, we sometimes forget this, but we have to realize something. As Christians, we are never alone. Amen? Because why? We have God with us all the time. He is there with us every minute, every second of every breath that we take in this world. But so often we forget that because we try to lean upon ourselves and handle everything by ourselves and, and say, you know, I'm facing this situ situation all by myself. How am I going to be able to overcome it? Now, Zacchaeus, you talk about a person that lived a lonely life. How many of you like going and paying your taxes to the IRS? Any of you just love that? I know Karen deals... Uh, with people filing taxes, and I'm sure there's times when Karen really don't want to tell somebody exactly how much they owe, right, Karen? Because people just don't like giving money back to the government. They feel like it's it's theirs, and I've always, you know, sort of wondered about that too. I'm working hard, and they're taking all my money. But Zacchaeus, he worked for the Roman Empire. He was an employee of the Roman Empire. And in those days, a tax collector is different than what you think about the IRS is today. In those days, 
A tax collector was somebody that came before the, the leaders of the, of the land at that time and would say, I will go to this community and this community and I will work these, these houses and these families and I promise you from all of these folks that I am dealing with, I will bring you back X amount of money. Okay? And that's what a tax collector would do. You might say, well, how does a tax collector get paid? Well, a tax collector would go to these cities and go to these families and talk to these folks that was there and say, this is how much taxes you owe. Now, they had promised to give back to the Roman Empire X amount of money, but any money they made above that, guess what the tax collector got to do? They got to keep it. They got to keep it. They didn't have to give it back to the Roman Empire. So a lot of folks, I guess, sort of understood that and knew what was going on. And it got to a point where if you was a tax collector during that day, you were one of the most hated persons alive. People did not want to see you come to their house. And I sort of understand that. Do you know anybody that really likes having a social worker come to their house? I never knew what I was going to experience when I arrived at somebody's house, and I'm sure Zacchaeus felt the same way. Zacchaeus must have been frightened and all these type of things, but beyond that, I can promise you something. Zacchaeus probably didn't have many friends, did he? Didn't have many people that wanted to just run around with him and say, Zacchaeus is my best friend. He's a tax collector, but he's a good guy, and I I appreciate him. No, Zacchaeus... Most of his time, most of his life probably, he spent all by himself. So we can sort of put Zacchaeus in that definition of being somebody that felt alone. Felt like he was all by himself. And Zacchaeus understood what was going on in his life. And he understood that he needed something more. Folks, I believe today our society needs something more. Don't you all? Our society needs to realize what is going on, what the problem is. What is the situation that needs to occur? We had to realize that Zacchaeus, to be able to move past this feeling that he had, he had to realize something. He had to realize that he had a need. What was Zacchaeus' need? That he had. Zacchaeus, one of those things is I, I believe Zacchaeus just wanted somebody to love him, didn't he? Somebody that cared about him. Somebody that was going to be there for him. Somebody that didn't run away from him when they saw him, but somebody that would walk towards them. Somebody that would be there for them. Somebody in today's society. When you called, they'd answer the phone, right? Or when you text, they would send something back to you. Somebody that cared for Zacchaeus. I believe today that's one of the things that so many folks have a problem with. They're all alone, but they can't figure out what they need to fix it. They're living in sin. And they're dealing with all of these things in their life. All of these things that are making them Lonely, all of these things that are keeping them away from God. And they cannot understand why that is there. 
Today we all understand something. We all have needs, don't we? We're all needy people. You have situations in your life this morning. What are you dealing with? One of the things that I've learned in my years of being on this earth is you work so hard to make it through a problem and a situation, don't you? And, you know, Gage asked me this the other day when me and him was all alone. I just love being with my grandson because he just asked you some very interesting questions because there's really not a filter there. You know, if he thinks it, it's just going to come out. And me and him was riding around on the razor. And out of nowhere, Gage looked at me and says, Papa, when did you get gray hair? And I said, well, honey, I don't know. I, I was pretty young, you know. I, honestly, my mama, she was, had gray hair when she was around 30 years old. And I think, I think I did too. And then I said, well, it was probably in my 30s. I'm not sure. He said, is that why you shaved your head? And I said, well, yeah, I, I guess, Gage, that's why I shaved my head. But, you know, so often these gray hairs that pop up and all of those type of things, it's from those situations we've went through in life, isn't it? We've all had tough times. We've all dealt with stuff. We've all had situations in our life that we look back on and we say, please, dear Lord, don't let it happen again. Amen? Please, dear Lord, do not send me through that again. Please, dear Lord, do not allow that to be a part of my life again. Because why? Those were times in your life where you saw the need, you worked through that need, and you were able to come out the other side, right? That need was there for you. But the other question today is, sometimes... We just don't want to find out what the need we have is today. We want to stay as far away from it as we can. There's a lot of people in society today say, well, if we don't talk about it, if we don't mention it, if we don't behave in a certain way, maybe it will just what? Maybe just go away. Maybe just go away. Folks, let me tell you something. So often when you're hiding your situations and trying to think to yourself that it's not there, that situation does not get any what? Not any better. It's constantly getting worse. Zacchaeus had to say, I have a need. This is what I need to be able to help me in my life. This is what I need in my life for me to move past the point that I am in my life. And then Zacchaeus somehow heard about Jesus. There's a lot of folks today that find out that they have a need, isn't there? And so often we take our need, and we all as Christians here today would say as true Christians, we would say as a, if we have a need, the number one place that we need to go is where? We need to take it to Jesus, don't we? We need to say, dear Lord, I, I, this is the need that I have in my life. This is a sin. This is a situation. This is what I'm going through in my life. Dear Lord, here it is. But so often, instead of taking it to Jesus, we find out we have a need. So often, instead of taking it to Jesus, we, we try to fix things ourselves, don't we? 
Bruce was asking him, Shirley's going through retirement now and being home a whole lot of the time together. And at our house now, I, I've decided that I'm going to try to fix certain things myself. And every time that I get ready to fix something myself, I tell Sheila I'm going to try to fix something myself. And Sheila always looks at me and goes, are you ready for this? Are you sure? And why is that? Because she's seen me throughout the years. I'm getting, getting a little bit better on this. But she's seen me throughout the years make things a whole lot worse when I try to fix it. Folks, a whole lot of times that's us, isn't it? We say, I have a need, but I'm going to fix it. I'm going to handle it. I'm not going to let anybody else fix my problems. I'm, I'm going to do it myself. And when that didn't work, we say, well, maybe I'll ask my spouse or maybe I'll ask my friend or maybe I'll ask my preacher. Maybe, maybe, somebody, maybe somebody can find it out. Well, let me tell you something about all those somebodies, one thing they have in common. Yourself, your spouse, your friends, your preacher. You know what all those folks have in common? They're all human. And all humans make what? Mistakes. And they can take your need, including preachers sometimes, they can take your need and make it a whole lot worse. Zacchaeus had to realize he needed to take it to another step. He needed to make another step and go to someone higher than all of those other folks. And somehow Zacchaeus heard that Jesus was coming to town. I think that's one of the things as Christians that we don't, we don't do enough of. We don't let people know that Jesus is still alive and well. Amen? We just don't do that as much. You don't hear as much. I remember when I was growing up, you'd have people that preached on the square and, and downtown. You'd have people standing on the street corners preaching. You'd hear gospel music. You'd hear all of these things. Over in Edmonton, we have a tent revival once a year on the square. Nobody goes to it. It's, just, it, it's there. Nobody goes to see that. You don't hear about Jesus a whole lot out in society, do you? You don't hear people say, you hear about all these other things, all these miracle drugs that can, can make your hair grow, can make you look younger, can help you lose weight. They can help you do all of these other things, things that's going to help you that your need that you have. But how many commercials do you hear about people Somebody talking about take your need to, to Jesus. Hear about Jesus. Let me tell you what Jesus has done for me. As society, we need to do more of that, don't we? We see somebody that's hurting, that has a need in their life, we need to say, let me tell you, I, I went to a person and talked to this person, and this person saw my need, and this, this person helped me to be able to overcome my need. Zacchaeus heard about Jesus. Zacchaeus heard that Jesus was coming to town. Somehow, he understood that to be able to be Jesus, to see Jesus, he was going to have to go to where Jesus was. Go to where Jesus was. Where is Jesus? Well, as we talked about in Sunday school class this morning, Jesus is where? All around about us. He's, he's, he's everywhere, right? He's He's with us all the time. He's there. Go to where Jesus is. What does that mean? Some people say, well, you know, preacher, I, 
I would talk to Jesus, but you know, so on. So this, this, that, and the other. What I don't have time for that. I, I'm not ready for that. I'm not. I'm not. I don't want to do that. I'm just not ready. That's not the point I am in my life. You don't have an excuse. You don't have to travel a thousand miles, do you? You don't have to get a ticket. You don't have to buy a ticket. You don't even have to place a phone call. You don't have to make an appointment. You don't have to make an appointment and wait out in the waiting room for hours to see Jesus. What is so great about Jesus is He's got all the time in the world to talk to you. And He wants to talk to you. And He's with you all the time. You go to where Jesus is. Where is that preacher? Wherever you are. Wherever you are. But Zacchaeus heard that Jesus was coming to town and he needed to go see Jesus. He needed to go lay his eyes on Jesus and see who Jesus was and truly believe that. The only problem Zacchaeus had was, you know, Zacchaeus was a little short. And it was hard for Zacchaeus to to see certain things. I know how that was. My mama, I always used to kid her, mom was five foot when she got her hair done. It was a little higher back there and get it all fluffed up. But sometimes mom would have have problems with that and be difficulty being able to, to see over large crowds. But here's Zacchaeus. Can you see him? He's going to town to see Jesus. And he's going to a town where what? Nobody likes him. Why, why does nobody like him? He's the tax collector. And not only is he the tax collector now, he's short and he's unable to see over all these folks and, and he's saying to himself, how am I going to be able to see Jesus? How am I going to be able to make it through all of this crowd? You know, one of the things that we have to realize is the harder and more you have to work, the better the outcome. Let me tell you what. Because the old devil figures out something, doesn't he? He's not going to make it easy. There is nothing in your Christian walk that's going to be easy all the time. Because the number one goal of the devil is to keep you away from God, isn't it? And he's going to do everything he can to keep you away from God. He's going to give you excuses. Now, you all can look at me, and I know all of you all, and I love you all. But, you know, sometimes we're really good at making excuses, aren't we? It's easy to make excuses. It's, it's easy to do those type of things. And it's easy to roll off, isn't it? Excuses that we make about not attending church or revivals or the different type of things that we do. It's, it's easy to say those type of things. Why? Because the devil makes it easy and gives you a way out, doesn't he? Zacchaeus had a great excuse. Well, he had three great excuses, didn't he? What? He's going somewhere where nobody what? Liked him? He was going to a place where there was a big old crowd. And he was going to a place that because he was short in stature... It was going to make it very difficult for him to be able to see Jesus. But you know what? Zacchaeus didn't give up. As Christians, we need to stop just giving up, don't we? We we just let people just sort of walk over our Christianity, don't we? If they've got enough steam and their voice is loud enough, 
And there are all enough of them together. We as Christians, sometimes we just bow down and let that walk on by and say it's all going to be okay. But Zacchaeus said, I have come to see Jesus. I am going to see Jesus, no matter what the obstacle is. One of the great things about Jesus is this. Being that He's all around you, He knows where you are all the time, isn't it? You see, Jesus was around before Find My iPhone, right? Jesus was around before people started tracking each other. Jesus knows where you are all the time. And not only does He know where you are all the time, He knows the need that you have all the time. Amen? He knows what it is. He knew what Zacchaeus' need was, and He also knows where you are and what your need is. Some folks say, well, preacher, it's too hard. My my need's too hard. It's too too big. I, I can't do it. I can't do... I... That's a big word, isn't it? I... Cannot do it. I can't do it. Well, maybe you can't. But let me tell you something. Get you a big deep breath because it's going to be a good amen. With you and God, all things are possible. Amen? Amen. Remember that part. It's just not you doing it. It's you and God. Which means what? God is going to help you because He wants the very best for His children. I don't know how many sycamore trees they were back then. Maybe some of the rest of you can go Google that or look that up this afternoon. I don't know if there was multiple sycamore trees in where Zacchaeus was in trying to see Jesus. May have been. Sycamore trees may have been everywhere. Maybe like cedar trees on Research Road. I don't know. They may be everywhere. But I truly believe that that sycamore tree that was there When it was planted, one of the reasons it was planted is someday God was going to have to use that tree. And God knew that there was going to be somebody like Zacchaeus that would need that tree. Folks, I want you to know something. God has a plan for you. And God knows what you're going to need. And God knows these are the things that I am going to have that they are going to need. There's been things in my life just just all of a sudden happen, and I'm like, well, where did that come from? You know, they, they, Sheila and I have been down at, in Nashville for so long, and they came in and they told me, they said, you're going to get a heart transplant. And I said, oh, that's great. And then the devil started talking to me, and it was like, well, you'll probably get one in the next two to three years. You know, you're, you're going to be here a while longer and, you know, it's going, it's going to take a whole lot. So don't, don't get too excited about it. And they came in the next day, less than 24 hours, and said, we've got your heart. I was like, wow, I didn't do that myself. You know what? God got me a heart. God got me a heart. God is going to get you what you need. Whatever that is. Maybe it's a sycamore tree. I don't know. Maybe it's a new heart. I hope not, but I don't know. Maybe it's whatever that's going on in your life. Things that you say, I can't do it. It's impossible. God can find it. 
God will put the pieces in place. And God will have that there for you. And then, bless Zacchaeus' heart to cut on through the sermon just a little bit. You know, God places a sycamore tree that's there. And Zacchaeus Thornton statue. Now he's got to climb up it. I've, as I get older, the less climbing I do. I used to climb around barns and get up and house tobacco and all these different types of things. Now I get halfway up a ladder and she'll tell you what happens. My knees don't start knocking. I, I get, they just start shaking, don't they? Honey? It just, just, they don't want to take that next step. And even though you want them to go ahead and you want to do it, just won't do it. Can you imagine Zacchaeus? The devil did not want him to climb up that tree. And I guarantee you every step up he made, the devil was talking to him and said, you're going to fall. You're not going to make it. You're not going to get high enough. And even if you get to the top, he's not going to see you. And not only is he not going to see you, everybody else that hates you is going to see you. And they're going to start saying names towards you. And they're going to try to knock you out of this tree. Why are you going up there? But Zacchaeus kept on going. Folks, you know, as Christians, boy, we can come up with some great ideas. Amen? We can. We could have a meeting here. After a while, we could say, we want to do this, 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 that, and the other. This is my idea. And we could throw it in a basket and say, these are the things I want to get. We have great ideas. The problem that we have so often is our follow-through, isn't it? We don't finish what we start. Great ideas just don't make it. Zacchaeus climbed all the way up the top of that sycamore tree. And out of all those people that was there to see Jesus, Jesus was able to look up and see little Zacchaeus. Little Zacchaeus. And not only did he see Zacchaeus' need, but Jesus wanted to answer that need, didn't he? You ever wondered why, when Sheila was reading the Scriptures today, and Jesus decided to go home with Zacchaeus. You wonder why that was? Ah, there's a lot of probably a lot of different answers. You, you want Paul Mills's understanding of why? Because Jesus knew that Zacchaeus was lonely, and Zacchaeus needed somebody at his house. Zacchaeus needed a friend. Not only did Zacchaeus need a friend. He needed to allow Jesus into his heart and to his life. And because of Zacchaeus, you know what Zacchaeus said? I, I will give back everything I took. Everything I have took, I shouldn't have took, and blah, blah, blah. That whole house was saved. Because Zacchaeus knew his need, went to Jesus, didn't give up, and did everything that he could. Today, folks... I don't know what your need is. I know what my needs are. I know what situations I have. I know what they are. I I know that I think about them quite often. I I know those type of things. Those are mine. Mine and God's. I know what they are. What are yours? What is the need that you have today that is causing you to feel all alone? What is it? There's nothing to be ashamed of. We all have them. What, what do we do? What do we do? 
Well, today I want you to know something. Praise be to God, Jesus is coming through Bethlehem. Amen? And praise be to God, you don't have to climb up a sycamore tree. Amen? Praise be to God, all you have to do is pray where you are, or pray around this altar, and ask Jesus to take care of that need that you have. Today it's your choice. Then right now the old devil's working on you. What's he saying? Well, preacher, it's time to stop. Let's have that closing song. Let's move this along. The, oh, the old devil's saying, you don't have no problems. You've handled it all by... It's, it's okay. What, what's, what's God going to do? What's He going to say? How, how's He going to help you? Well, today I want you to know, don't give up. Don't listen to that little voice in your head saying, do this, do that. And giving you every excuse to be able to walk away from it. Today, make sure that you listen to that still, small voice of Christ. And listen to Him and do His will. Today, whatever Christ has talked to you about today, He's passing through. Are you willing to see Him as we have our clothing song?